All right, folks out there in our podcast nerd realm, I'm Twitch Collins, one half of the Know Nothing Nerds podcast, alongside with my uh, beautifully well-rested burrito-eating co-host, Luke Westeros-Westcott. I would argue well-rested, but... But everything else, I couldn't agree more with. More like I've been staying up till the nth hours of the night playing uh, Rocket Launch. <laughs> what the hell is this? Game? I totally. You tried. I had it in my head. You I had could it. see it. Rocket. Uh, Rocket League. There nicely we go. Done. There we go. Very nicely Rocket done. Rocket Launch. What the um, hell? I actually haven't been playing Rocket League as much. Okay. Um. I've been playing a little bit of Star Citizen. I'm trying to become, okay, okay. I'm yeah, trying to become sense. a millionaire in that game. Oh, right now okay. Because I've spent so much money on. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know how much I've spent to dollar? Are you talking about real, real world dollars? Real world oh, dollars. God, don't I don't. Do you want to take a guess? <sighs> I'm gonna six thousand. Ooh, okay. You overestimate. Which, Overestimated, which is, good, which is good. That makes me feel slightly better. H- half of that. So three thousand. Three huh? grand. Yeah. Whew. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, so I figured because I've spent three grand on a video game, I uh, might as well also have a lot of money in that video game. You probably should if you're spending that much cash. Yeah. yeah you should have you should have a limitless supply unlimited right. supply right. of funds. In so I've found a way to make money okay. without um having to stoop to the working class because okay. I'm 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 a wealthy man in in the idea of Star Citizen, okay. right? Because I own the nicest ships in that game, so yeah. theoretically I should be a wealthy man. Correct. So I don't want to use these... Like, one ship costs $1,000 that I have. Okay. Uh, and you can't have a $1,000 ship and work your fingers to the bone. Those things no. don't add up. Yeah. It's like the homeless man driving a Lamborghini. It just doesn't, yep. it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, so <clears throat> I found a way to... Essentially, just invest money in Star Citizen, okay. in-game money, not okay. real money, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, to see a big return on that. So, uh, and the money system is fairly accurate okay. to what like you would spend in the real world. Like clothing seems to yeah. be about as much as you would spend on clothing, and gas for your spaceship seems about as much as you would spend on spaceship gas. So, like. It seems that they have put a lot of thought into the economy. And the economy is a real thing, by the way. So, like, yeah. they did this video. They have this thing called CitizenCon, and every year they just show off the tech that they're working on in the game. And one of the things that they showed off the other day, or, or last year, rather, was a two-hour simulation of the economy that they have in the game. Okay. And it's it's amazing um, how it, Sorry, if you're looking at me weird right now, it's because my contacts are fucking with me. I was going to power through. I had to mention it because, oh, okay. Because it was bad. Welcome yeah. back. Um, it's a it was a two hour simulation of the economy that's in the game, and they just show how like certain things can affect the economy. Okay. Now there's this website called Galog. It's Galaxy. Get Ga- something. It's Galog. Um, and you can track real time 
how much the economy is worth in that in that game. Gotcha. So, so it's its own little stock market. Right, exactly. Game. It's basically a stock market. So I have set up shop on the planet where they take care of all the stocks. It's like the Wall Street planet. Oh, it's this shit. Big golden city. Yeah. Everyone's, you know, well-dressed, and, yeah. like, everything's marble and gold, and there are big fancy offices and things like that. Uh, and I have become a millionaire in three days. Just by playing the stock market there? Just by playing the stock market there. And and, and it's made me think, am I good at this? Like, do I genuinely under – like, how how accurate is this in the real world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can and can I take what I know in Star Citizen? You might want to start looking into that a little it's, bit. Because uh, I get free stock every two weeks yeah. in Apple. Yeah. And that's, that's liquid, so I can put that in other – Gotcha. Other uh, other markets as yeah. well, and so it's like, do I start playing with that? Because the idea is, you say you have a thousand dollars, right? You spend eight hundred of it. That's yeah. high risk because yeah. if if that money gets lost, that's a bummer because yeah. then you're coming out with two hundred dollars. But you put eight hundred in with the expectation that you're going to get four hundred back. Yeah. Or uh, that you're gonna you're gonna make four hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So you come out two hundred dollars ahead. Yep. And then you take that $1200 and spend another 8. So as you're spending the same amount of money or the same percent of money, yes. it's growing, right? Yep. That's the idea. So like for me in Star Citizen, you take you you see that diamonds are on the rise. A lot of a lot of players are are hauling diamonds. Uh-huh. So you take $10,000 and you put that on you put that all in on diamonds, right? Yep. And then you see a 15 to 27% return on that money, which is awesome. Yep. Then you take only that twenty percent that you made and put it back in, and yep. that twenty-seven percent will just slowly start to grow. Yeah. So it's like that in in my head makes sense in the real world. Okay. So who knows? You're not talking to a guy here that knows anything about how the stock market works. So let's find out how it happens together. I'll touch base with you guys next week. Yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna be a millionaire next week. Is, yeah, 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 is what yeah. I'm yeah. trying to say. Spread the love. Spread the love. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So. I, I was questioning this, like we're like when you started saying you were making money and the way you started out, my first thought was to the fact that like, oh, homeboy became a mafioso over here. Ah, like you're you're doing some uh, deals on the side in the some, game, some side game, uh, to like kind of set up like your own criminal enterprise for sure, for like sure. That. So those but ex- then when you said you were doing it in like a stock exchange thing, I was like. Yeah, the motherfucker definitely is a criminal. He is absolutely a criminal. <laughs> so the answer is yes. I have a criminal empire that's being set up, much to like to the likes of Fargo season three. Shitting on all the uh, little guys. That's right. I'm basically there mining yeah, the uh, I'm an, diamonds. I'm a, yeah, exactly. That's that's what I, and profiting off of them, making yep. little to no, no, nothing. So yep. there are like criminal and, and oh yeah, uh, for sure people in that game that that steal ships for contraband and things like yeah. that and. Uh, it's, it's such a cool, the, the game at its current point is very fun. Yeah. Uh, and what's actually kind of funny right now is that it's a very lawless world because they haven't, uh, the next patch that's supposedly coming out next week is, uh, going to include a prison system in it. Oh, um, that'd be interesting, but it's not in yet. So there are a lot of people, there's this place called jump town. Gotcha. Uh, and it's where everyone goes to get drugs. Yeah. Uh, and it's on this, it's on this like no one planet. That's the only thing that's on that planet uh-huh. that's worth a damn is Jumptown. And 
people get fucked up there. Yeah. Like we had, we're a part of my buddy and I were a part of this, this uh, organization called the corporation. Yeah. And it's the largest community in star citizen right now. Uh, and we had a ship. We had a, a ship that could be manned by 20 people. Okay. We had three of them yeah. all fully manned. Yeah. And we went to that planet and got destroyed. Gotcha. Because it's just so like picture the, the last like, 30 minutes of ready player one okay and that, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. total chaos yeah uh and and that's what that's but the game is starting to show a lot of promise there gotcha so, that's what's, that's so before the like i know that they haven't put a prison system in place yet yeah but do they have a police force in game like, they will not yet not yet. so the okay, only like gotcha. police force is you so gotcha. in the game when you're in your ship the ship that has radar yeah there are two types of dots you get a green dot if you're a friendly and a red dot if you're not a friendly gotcha. so if i kill you in space mm-hmm. i get i i get a crime stat but there's nothing to be done about that crime stat it's just turned red yeah um and and that's like you can go to this place it's, it's actually called Korea which is kind of funny but it's a security outpost you can go there fight some AI and then you could get rid of your um your crime stat gotcha. the only problem is that's the only way you can do that right now so if you get a crime stat and you go to Korea to do it there's a good chance there's going to be someone else there who has a crime stat yeah and if I have a crime stat and you have a crime stat and I kill you nothing happens yeah. So it's it's this like it's kind of a draw right now where it's like there aren't really any rules on uh-huh. that other than the fact that you'll show up as a red yeah. dot. Uh, but there have been times where like you'll come out of of quantum and it takes the ship scanner a second. So like you'll come out of quantum and there's a minute of silence, and then you'll get like the scanner starts popping up and you'll see like friendlies and yeah. If you so if you're like me and you you you'll sometimes run cargo and you'll be running like four hundred thousand dollars worth of cargo in your ship and you come out of quantum and then it goes contact and you're like fuck uh, <laughs> you, you just see like yeah, eight yeah, red yeah, dots yeah, and yeah. you're like god damn it this was like, not a I good time get to get out of here, here. yeah get exactly out of here. exactly so there's a lot of stuff like that but police and prison are coming next patch so okay. we'll see how it kind of would you be uh, do you think you're gonna be able to uh, be a part of the police force. Oh, absolutely! In? I bet okay, you can. Gotcha. Um, I bet you there are ways. Uh, the The police itself are probably going to be primarily AI. Okay. But there's definitely like there are ships made for bounty hunting. There are ships like they, there's there's a ship that literally is it's a one seater with a big gun on it, and uh-huh. it can pull people out of quantum, which is kind of cool. Oh. And then it has a prison. Is it has a it has a one cell prison in the back oh, of the ship. Oh wow! So like you can do that. For sure. Um, but it's kind of mercenary right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it will be legalized soon enough in that system. That's interesting. What's really cool for me, as someone who, like, as you know, and as some of the viewers know, like, really gets into the imagination of video games. Yeah. The fact that you can kind of role play the scenario where we just got here in mm-hmm. space. So, like, the rules are still being set. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, it's, like, yeah. very believable at this point of time that the world is how it is. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because it's like there are still planets that are that are not in the game yet, and that's because like you can you can reason that out as like we haven't found them or we haven't terraformed them yeah. yet. You know what I mean? So like there's a lot of like role play esque excuses you can make for features that aren't in the game yet. Yep. And it's like that would just totally make sense that that's not in the game yet because gotcha. of that. So anyway, this is not a Star Citizen no, episode. No, we're so <laughs> so far from that. So far from uh, that. 
No, this week's episode is a continuation on the Dark Knight Returns series. Um, we're going to be discussing book two of this uh, crazy-ass uh, comic book series that came back came out in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and as a transition for that, um, here's... Oh, you're wanting to do a little like do a, a little transition, little transition. For uh, episode seventy or that's gonna be tricky. Seventy. Well, who knows? Because we're not gonna. Well, yeah, episode something. We'll we'll put the episode title or the number title in the title. Now here's what I'll once do. we actually it'll, release. It'll be in the title, and then also, I will dub over terribly what episode it is. That's with perfect. like a garbage text to speech. Uh, and then we'll jump into right now. You'll you're gonna hear. Welcome to episode seventy two. Uh, for Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, book two, The Dark Knight Triumphant. That'll work. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> off the Batman. All units, robbery in progress. Gotham City Trust. They call us a gang. Only when they die by our hands will they know Gotham City belongs to the Uh, So this is uh, book two. Um, Hopefully that's the only book that Luke read this time around. (laughs) Okay, stop. This is uh, future Luke here. I don't have my phone with me, but I want to try something new. I'm pretty sure Twitch just tried to call me Rhett because uh, even though this episode was recorded like a month ago, I knew that it was right around the time where he really started to dive into Rhett and Link. Twitch, if that's the case, text me right now while you're hearing this and uh, tell me <laughs> if that's the case. I'm going to play it again, so so listen at home, viewers, and see what you think. That's the only book that Rhett, book that Rhett, book that Rhett, Luke read this time around. <laughs> it is. I did it right this time. Because <laughs> uh, I failed. That was my failure. Um, <laughs> so this one is a continuation of the story. In the first uh, book, we saw Bruce Wayne come out of retirement and become the Batman once again. He's in his 60s. Um, he defeated Two-Face, um, and he also realized that, like, just like Harvey Dent has now become wholly the villain Two-Face, he also has fully become the Batman. The Bat, yeah. Um, so that's where we start out, and this is where the rest of the story is going to go. Um, this one is a little bit different. This book is all set up for what is to come in the next two books. Um, and it's a little bit convoluted. There's a lot of subplots yeah. that we see. And it's not bad. It's just like it takes you a little bit to get through. This this one um, was my, my least favorite of the four yeah. only because uh, it was so exposition heavy. And that's yep. not typically a problem for me because you know how much i like a slow burn so like i'm okay with just a lore heavy episode yeah for me it was that almost all of the exposition was delivered via news broadcast yes (laughs) um that was a little bit tough um i know what they're trying to do with that um and like uh the allegory between um the way that the news broadcast and the culture at large during the time of the eighties is very much evergreen to the culture that we live in today. Sure. Like, um, the media is all about spectacle and getting that high news story and stuff and having two people that have different opinions. This, 
this happened a lot on uh, if you see if you watch CNN, if you watch Fox, especially when you have the talking heads that bring on um, characters that are just fundamentally uh, opposed to one another. Yeah. Um, and it's just arguing back and forth. Totally. And that's what in the Dark Knight series, like throughout all the Dark Knight series, that's how the media is portrayed. Yeah. And you know it's just there to get views. That's yes. like you just yeah. know it, that that's the reason yeah. behind it. Uh, it's it's kind of a shame, but at the same time, like I'm starting to, I'm starting to like, you know, f- I would still argue that I'm still kind of figuring out life. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, 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 I'm yeah, still yeah. at that age where yeah. things like that are kind of coming together. And I actually have gotten to a point now where I like, I. I understand why they do it because it uh-huh. works. You know what I mean? And I'm starting to understand like the capitalist head of like, just make money left yeah. side, right side, ABC, Fox, CNN, whatever. They're all just trying to make money, Correct. which is not a crime. No, but no, it's not a crime. The way they pull it off is, is very scummy, but it's yes. also very clever. Yeah. And, and, and that hasn't changed. No, that's not a new changed. thing. It's not a new well, thing. That's and happening. if, did you ever watch uh, the newsroom? Aaron yeah, Sorkin's yeah, yeah, new, yeah. Newsroom. Walk um, with me. One of the best. Oh my god! One of the best TV shows. Yeah, uh, that super was good. Uh, except for the third season. Third season was a little wonky. But besides the point, um, th- they talk about in that show to where like back when uh, news coverage was created for television, it was just that it was giving the American public facts. This is the facts that we have for you. And this is what it's going to be. It's it's letting you make your own decisions, yeah. it's not necessarily hyperbole or opinions sure, and sure, stuff. Sure, and that's sure. what a lot of the news networks are nowadays. Like all these little sideshows, like Sean Hannity and stuff like that. All those shows are them with their David opinions. Muir. Um, they're not giving you like straight up facts all the time. Yeah. Like there there was some of the greats back in the day. Like Brad Williams used to be or Brian Williams. Um, before his controversy, he used to be one of the guys that was uh, big. Um, oh my goodness, I can't remember his name. Um, Nightly News, dude. Uh, yeah, you're out of Walter my- Cronkite. Uh, he was one of those media giants that was like actually portraying the facts, giving you the nightly sure. news, giving you the facts that you needed. And what stuff. was he on? I've never heard of either of these I guys. I can't but... remember which one he was on. Uh, if it was CBS or uh, NBC or something like that, or ABC. Um, but they gave us like true media coverage. Like this is the facts. This is what's going on. You form your own opinion right. to the most part, but like everybody's biased. Yeah, the, totally. And that's going to show in the facts that they get. You, you um, can't, you can't find an unbiased news source correct. anywhere, but that's, that's what it's talking about in this series. That's what I believe is the misinformation that's going around. Yeah. Um, and just, there's a lot of like fantastical. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Being more entertainment rather than news. Um, and we see this because of the way that they juxtapose what is talked about in the news media coverage versus what is actually happening. What we've to actually the real seen happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we get it one sided from other people. Um, I love the way commissioner Gordon is portrayed in this, this book. Yeah. Um, because he's a man that has lived well, uh, like a whole lot of years 
and um, he understands what is going on with Gotham, Gotham, and what it needs. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll get into those in the spoiler section and stuff. Um, but I think that Frank Miller had a really good handle on the culture at the of the time, and he was able to kind of do these things. Yeah. Um, and this book is kind of a um, the main crux of this book is trying to deal with the mutants, uh, gang, um, whatever you want to call them, militia, whatever they are. And, uh, the way, the way it's set up is that this is the gang that has been terrorizing Gotham for the past few years. Um, they murder, they rape, they steal, they burglarize, do all kinds of terrible things, kidnap little children, Mm -hmm. um, and, Almost kill them. <laughs> almost kill them. Like straight up, like ten month old kid almost yeah. got shot in the head. Yeah. Um and uh I had a hard ba- time pegging their accents in my head. Yeah, yeah. It's I was very like, are they Australian? Culture. Are they like are they uh, hardcore was, New York? Is, are they is a mix between like youth culture, uh um oh my goodness, uh jive. Yeah, very. Because I almost like there's a, at there's the some... end. At the end, and again, we'll save yeah. it for spoiler territory. But at the end, during a certain gathering, um, I I was doing it in a Jamaican accent at some point because <laughs> yeah, they yeah, kept yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. like they kept saying like "man" and things like yeah, that. Yeah, where I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, these guys are for if sure. If you watch the if you watch the animated movie of it, you can like, get a pretty good, pretty good clear cut of how they're doing the accent and stuff. Um, but I will say that. It's definitely a book of the eighties because there's some things in there that are like definitely not. It wouldn't fly. <laughs> would uh, really these fly days. today. Um, I part of me wonders if it was Frank Miller kind of doing a, a satire, mm-hmm. if you will, on certain subjects. Um, like in this one, uh, Commissioner Gordon, he is actually retiring. He's forced into retirement, and somebody else is taking over, and it's a woman that's taking over, and. Uh, <laughs> Gordon makes a clear statement of like they're replacing me with a woman. Yeah. Like Yikes. Uh, very, uh, a little less progressive there, homeboy. Uh, Nothing worse than not anything fly. we've said, but still. Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, but there's some things in there that were like, yeah, you, you do got to read it through the lens of the times. And sure. I'm, a, I'm against people saying that certain things are not okay to watch because of the what, time that they were made, the time or, that they're yeah. made, and stuff like that. Like a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are talking about like, oh, you can't watch Blazing Saddles now. And I was like, no, fuck you, you can watch right. Blazing Saddles now. Like, yeah, they drop the N word like every other time and stuff. But like, same thing with Jane. Mel Brooks was doing it for a purpose. Like there was a reason yeah. behind it. Like, yeah, Mel Brooks is not a racist. Right. Uh, anybody that says he's a racist, I'd be like, you're you're full of yourself. And also, um, I feel like. those types of movies back then that took those risks are one of the reasons why we're in such a progressive to an extent. Yeah, for sure. I would agree with that statement for sure. But then you also have the other ones that were like blatantly ignorant. Yeah. And they did do stuff like you saw this a lot in the eighties movies where, um, gay characters were very stereotyped. Uh, and they you they did not come out pretty. Sure. Essentially. And like if you look at them today, it's like cringeworthy and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But also But I mean like that I feel like is a sign of the times. You yes. know what I mean? So like yeah. uh, did you ever see um what is the movie about the uh the the group of black gals who helped 
them get the the, the space race one. The astronaut squad? No. Hidden figures. Hidden figures. There we go. Um, yeah, yeah. Hidden figures. I feel like is is another one of those movies where it's like that's not a risky movie. It's just portraying what it, life was like yes, back for then. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure. And those are important too yeah. because you you can see like god damn like i know things are bad now but at least it's yeah. <laughs> at least we've made some amount of progress yes. forward you know what yeah. i mean because twitch and i do joke a lot but yeah. it is we, you know not... and, and good good example for you for like uh movies that i still feel that you can enjoy today even though some, some uh the way that they dealt with it in the times was unsavory is some of the john wayne films um, oh sure you know, like I'm not a proponent of hitting a woman unless it's a real good reason. But <laughs> kidding, I don't hit women. Uh, had to say it. Had to say it. Although I completely ruined the joke by immediately apologizing. You can't apologize. You just gotta go. You have just to trust go that I'm it. either gonna censor it or that, <laughs> or people realize it's a joke. Or people will just realize it's like a joke. it's so hard to it's figure that so out. Hard. Anyways, like. John Wayne does smack a few ladies, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and like, I still like the movies. Still I think like they're it. good movies. Like, yeah. and it's, it's an unfortunate look at what, what it was, what it was yeah. like to film it, or how people viewed certain other people during those times that it was being filmed. And yeah. like, I get it's wrong. I totally get it's wrong. I'm not going to do it, but there's still other aspects of those films that I really enjoy. Totally. Even though like, I agree. John Wayne, even though it's not smacks a bitch up, and it's not. It's not good. good. It's not good. It's, it's it's definitely not good. Anyways, back to the comic. Um, I the other thing about this comic book is that if you're not savvy to reading uh, comic books, this one is a is going to be a hard read. It's tough. I had to read it like people. three times yeah. to actually um, kind of grasp it. The story you can you the the main crux of the story it's easy to grab, but it's the side stuff that yeah. happens. And the way they do the panels that you're not sure of. There's one in particular that I have my opinions about, but I'm not 100 sure if I if uh, I, I if I'm right. Sure. I should say. So. Sure, sure, sure. Um, a note I want to make, uh, and a, and a topic that I want to discuss really quick is uh, after reading this now again, uh-huh. uh, and then I'll read the next two. Yeah. Um, and after reading uh, the world of Adina that I talked about uh, during one of our filler episodes that you may or may not have heard by now, folks, yeah. um, I, I was essentially, I was gifted a, uh, was that, is that an episode that we released or was that? No, it, hasn't been it was released, the unreleased yeah, one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was gifted a graphic novel, a, a science fiction space fantasy graphic novel. Uh, and after reading that and then monstrous, another graphic novel series, and now this, I don't like comic books. Really? I don't, you officially I, I don't cannot, like it. I just, I I have, it's such a shift, I think, yeah. that in order to get into the comic books, I think I'd have to read more than I'm willing to. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, I, 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 I feel like this is like starting off a 12-year-old with Moby Dick. That's true. And that true. would just like I, I, totally yeah. just like off, yeah. off put a kid from reading at that's all. That's true. Yeah. And that's not to like, I'm not criticizing you on yeah. your choice or anything like that. I was just like, this was a tough one to step up to bat with. Very true. Very true. Um, and that's definitely not the sole reason why not, because World of Adina and Monstrous are very beginner level 
yeah. comic book where it's very much focused on the visuals and there are it's easy to grasp and it's pretty much just exposition. But now that I've seen both sides of it, I'm like, I don't even know if I'd like the middle ground. Like, I okay, just, I, okay. I think I like my medium separated. Okay. Where it's like, if I'm going to read, I want to read. And if I'm going to watch, watch pictures, something, I want to actually look at it. Um, which is why I think also I haven't been watching as much anime anymore, too. Is because okay. anime is tough to, because I have to watch yes. an anime twice yep. just to feel like I got that full effect. Yep. Um, and there are foreign films are different because I think a, a masterful foreign film understands that the majority of the audience wants to see the picture. So they reduce that dialogue. Yes. Oh, Whereas, no, no, no. Great, great directors will, in my opinion, um, some of the best will rely heavily on visuals to tell the story versus dialogue. To yeah. Tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was just, I, I was, I'm kind of confused with what's happening in the uh-huh. comic book right now at this point. Um, and things like that, that don't make sense to me where I just sometimes wish it's like, just spell it out for me, man. Yeah. Like yeah. don't assume I'm not paying attention. Yep. But also like I don't know, there's a middle ground somewhere. I feel like, and and I think the middle ground for me is just a novel. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is books out there that are probably this one is definitely a higher reading yeah. level for book for the comics for sure. Um, but there is ones that are lower than this that are super easy to attain. Yeah. Like. It shows you the story, everything you need to know from beginning to end and stuff like that. Um, even though you do... The thing that I love about the comic books, and I experienced this a couple times with some of the books I read. In fact, I had I had a really uh, vivid moment with uh, Logan, Old Man Logan series. Yeah. Um, where you tend to read between the panels yeah and you come up with your own imagery and stuff like that like for example with old man logan um he runs into emma frost and emma frost who is known as the white queen in the x-men world she is a very powerful psychic and one of the abilities that she's able to do is she can um get inside your head and make you see what she wants yeah i remember this and um and in old man logan everybody's aged quite a bit yeah and emma frost looks like she's the old or the young ass emma frost boobs just showing showing a lot of skin (laughs) and everything and i could have swore that there was a panel after she talked to logan when logan said like are you just in my head or is this really how you look? And I could have swore that she said, I can make anybody see what I want. And like, she loses the facade for a little while and we see her as this wrinkly old saggy lady. Yeah. So, but when I went back and reread it, like that panel does not exist. Yeah. 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 Like she still looks like Emma Frost from the old days. Like when she was younger, all the way through. Yeah. So like I put that image you put in my that head in, yeah. on my own. And that's, that's one of the things that I like about comic books Yeah, is that it gives you enough to create, create what you need, the For visuals sure. that you need 
to really be on track with what the writer and the illustrator are doing. Now, I, I, I'm going to argue that the same thing happens with me with novels. Correct. Especially novels that then become movies or television shows. Yeah. Um, because there have been books that I've read and you know me, I'm I, I don't read something once if I like it. Correct. If I if I don't like it, I'll read it once. Uh, and if I enjoy it even the slightest amount, yeah. I will read it at least another time. Uh that's just kinda how how I work. But um there are scenes like that in like The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo that mm. since seeing like I, I read the books before I, so my order was I saw the Daniel Craig Dragon Tattoo movie. Yep. Then I read the books. Then I read the books again. Then I watched the Swedish films. So I had two times of reading the books all the way through, cover to cover, mm-hmm. and then watching the Swedish films. And there are scenes in the Swedish film that are exactly how they are in my head, yeah. which aren't necessarily how they're spelled out in the books. Yeah. So like as I'm reading, you're painting your own little picture in your head of what the scene should look like even though it's not exactly what they say, where like Steg Larson said the chair was over here, but in my head it just kind of sits over in the corner yeah. there. And then to see that in the movie was like this weird, like, yes. did I direct this film? Like, no, that, there, I think that's the magic of a good author, whether it's yes, a comic no, book it's, or a or a novel. No, that is true. Like, it's, it's up to the author and the writer themselves, like the writer of that screenplay, to really trans late what should be the visuals that are going to be put in in motion and stuff like that um you do see this phenomenon happen a lot um with people sometimes is like oh that's exactly how i pictured it and whether it's whether it's one of those things where and this is a little bit this is definitely off topic but i wonder about those moments if it's one of those things where like it's just kind of a type of synergy where people are just kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah. Where some people believe that ideas are just kind of floating out in space and people are just kind of have the right wavelength to pick it up. And that's why you see people do similar things a lot of times, yeah. especially in the world of creatives. Sure. Um, but I wonder if it's one of those things where you're just kind of on the same wavelength and that's what you see. Or if it's a uh, um, confirmation bias type deal sure. to an extent where like, you only said that because you saw the visualization uh-huh. and there was a split second in your brain, which switched and said like, Oh, that's always how I vision. Right. Like it. in that moment you realize, Oh, that's always how I've. Yeah. And that, that, that could also be true. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of feel like there is in entertainment and just like in anywhere, this sort of like, I don't want to necessarily say like divine intervention, but like, way too coincidence to like yeah. not not be uh and this is this isn't exactly the point that I want to make but the point that I wanted to make is what I've already said but something that I noticed I I I do a lot of things in exact month in- increments yeah which is really weird um so I started listening to uh George Orwell's 1984 on audiobook cuz okay. I had just the credit for it and I've yeah. never read it before so I picked it up um, and on, uh, May 19th, I don't remember where I was driving, but I was driving somewhere. Um, and I looked at the audiobook and realized that I had purchased it on, uh, April, or, uh, sorry, March 19th. I started listening to it. Yeah. And I realized that I 
purchased it on February 19th. It's like exactly oh, a funny. month went by after I picked it up. And yeah. that happens to me all the time. Like yeah. ex- a month to the day will pass and I will start doing something that I bought or a year on the day will pass. And But I feel like that kind of ties back into like, you, you know, is there something to that or is it just, yeah, 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 just yeah. total coincidence? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I gave it a shot. I'll read the other two because I've already read them, and, and we'll you've do committed the to it. We've I'm committed, committed to, the to podcast. it. Um, and and I, I won't like hate it. I'm yeah. not I'm not reading these being like God. I can't wait until it's over. Yeah. But I can pretty confidently say that I don't think I'll pick up a, a comic book on my own. Yeah. And say I'm gonna. Oh read yeah, this. yeah. You're gonna pick up a comic book again. I guarantee you. With you saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're with doing you, this in the episode. With, with you behind the wheel, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be doing more comics, and I'm fine with it. I want yeah. you to know that. Don't yeah. feel guilty. When I'll definitely you pick a one that's a little uh, more to your intellectual speed. Mm. Um, you Meeting know. first grade level, maybe. You know, <laughs> I'm just trying to do a dig, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. passive aggressive dick dig. Uh, I'm better than you dig. <laughs> But all all that being said, did you would you say that you overall by the time you got to the last page that you kind of understood what was happening in the story? Yeah, more or less. Or okay, I gotcha. have zero confidence in the quiz. Oh, me too. Because this one was hard. It's for tough. Me for yeah. Some reason. Um. But but yeah, I like got to the end and I wasn't like I didn't need to go back up pages yeah. and be like, what the hell is going on? Like I understood what was happening. I did find myself when I did read, read, reread through it that I was like, man, I missed a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, it happens to me quite often. So sure. like, I'll go back after, cause I hadn't reread this for quite a while since we first did the, uh, the first episode. Um, right. And, uh, when I went and reread through this story again, I was like, did I just like fall asleep when I was reading yeah. like, or were pages stuck together? Yeah. Uh, Cause I remember certain things d- ending differently than what they ended on the page. So or do, things that I just didn't realize even happened. So. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean like, I still do that with like game of Thrones where yeah. I'll be like reading them and be like, what is this? Like, yeah. when, when did this happen? Yep. Uh, and it, like, it's that like mental block of like, Either it wasn't important enough to retain, yeah. or you literally was just. Oh, if in I space. ever reread a book, I always find something new because yeah. um, chances are, like, I had a moment in my brain where I just went off to someplace else. Right. And, I and that happens. That happens to everyone. Or listening. Yeah. So. Um, now, before we go to the break, yes. I want to share with you something Ooh. that I just started rereading. Okay. Let's and I've hear already it. mentioned it today in the podcast. Okay. Do you know what it is? Uh,. The new graphic novel that you... No, no, no. Uh, Ready Player One. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Ready Player One, the first time I saw the movie... Yep. The first time I read the book, the second time I saw the movie, the third time I saw the movie, and now the second time that I've read the book all have the same effect on me where the whole time I'm reading them, I'm thinking to myself, I cannot fucking wait until I get to play video games next. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it does, but every single time I'm playing and, and uh, elder scrolls online is the game that I really want to play when I'm reading that book for whatever reason. I think it's just because the world is probably in, in current day standards. The world of elder scrolls online is probably as close to the scale of, 
the Oasis. Okay, gotcha. And it's tiny. It's tiny in comparison. Yeah. But it's probably like the biggest. Like I don't do fast travel in ESO, and I can get on my horse in in one area, and it would take me two days to get. Yeah. All the way across the the map, like it is just massive. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I like I don't know what it was, but I was I, I started reading it um two days ago. Uh-huh. And I I sat down. I was like, oh, I want to I want to read this, uh, and I started reading it, and I read for like an hour, and I was like, fuck this, I'm playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want the sequel to come out. That's what I I keep I, reading it, and I'm like, oh, I want the sequel. Is there come on, Klein? Allegedly, he's already committed to. He is. Klein is committed to doing a sequel to it. That's incredible. Yeah. Will 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 Wheaton do the audiobook? I I pray to God he does because he did a great, he did a great job, job with, with the audio book. Uh, I'm not listening to it this time. So, uh, folks, what I do when I buy a book on Kindle is that if you spend like ten extra bucks, they give you the the audio book, uh, which is theoretically a incredible deal. I yep. know they're making money off that, but uh, like if you bought them separate, it's like ten bucks for the Kindle version and then twenty four for the the audiobook, audiobook or you use a credit yeah. or whatever either way you're paying extra for it mm. if you just spend 10 extra bucks in the moment you can get it so i typically will buy the audiobook with the kindle version of the yeah. book and then i'll read it and then if i have to drive somewhere or go to work or anything like that i'll just pick it up where i left off in the audiobook because they sync yeah so it's super easy and convenient uh and i can just start sit down and start listening to the book on, on my way to work or whatever um, and so I did that with Ready Player One this time just because I devoured it. But this time around, I just want to slow down and actually read every word of it. Yeah. Um, Ready Player One, Girl on the Train, and I could – oh, and uh, uh, A Secret History are, like, three books that come to my mind. That, like, I will 100% always make an exception with those authors if they write in first person. Yeah. Because first person does not usually work with me. But in those instances, it, it just killed me. Um, so, yeah, that's I'm reading a bunch of books right now, but most notably is yeah. is, is that. So, um, yeah. Cool. All right, let's uh, hit the break uh, and go into our recommendations, and when we come back, we'll come to Spoiler Zone. We'll see you then. All right, this week for you guys, I have a fantastic artist to bring you um, by the name of Brian Collins, uh, B-R-Y-A-N-C-O-L-L-I-N-S. Um, he is a fantastic artist that does watercolor, painting, colored pencil, anything you uh, can do in the art world, he does as far as that goes. Um, his paintings are masterful. They have a tinge of like old school tattoo um in some of them and then some of them are just fantastical and the color schemes that he use is very bright and beautiful um i actually have a couple of his uh pieces original pieces in my home that i absolutely love um and you should go check him out his website is useeverycolor.com he's actually currently in the midst of writing a novel sewn together which you can pre-order right now. He's actually in the final editing phase of it, and it should come out sometime this summer. 
Um, Luke and I are actually going to be doing some reading on it. And I got to say, so far from what I read, it's fantastic. So go check it out. You can get the pre-order right now. That's once again, go to useeverycolor.com or just search up Brian Collins, B-R-Y-A-N-C-O-L-L-I-N-S art, and you should be able to find him. So check him out. We're back. Spoiler zone. Guess what? Everybody dies. Everyone dies. Damn it. Yeah. 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 Batman <laughs> couldn't save the world. He couldn't do it. He just he couldn't play it, pull it off. It's too failed old. in the second book. Too they old. have two more books, and it's just nothing because everyone's yeah. dead. So um, his dementia kicked in. The dementia kicks right in. Yep. yep. Um. Uh. So here in spoiler zone, uh, for a thirty-year-old comic book, uh, thirty-plus-year-old <laughs> comic book, uh. We didn't spoil anything in the first part. We did good. So we did. We did good. really good. Um, so in this story, uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, Batman is taking on the mutants, uh, who are not mutants in the sense of X Men mutants. They're right. Just a group of weirdos. They're just a, they're, they're a group of Jamaicans. <laughs> white Jamaicans. White Jamaicans. They're all white. Uh, uh, they are all white. Yeah. Not a lot of diversity not in the white Jamaicans. No. Uh, so. Uh, this one, uh, Batman has to come up with a plan to try and get rid of the the mutants, and he is uh, taking a lot of controversy from the media, and the new commissioner has put out a uh, arrest warrant for the Batman. Yes. And uh, Commissioner Gordon is doing what he can before he's officially kicked out of office uh, by the new commissioner that's going to be coming in. Um, so in this book, we see, uh, Batman, uh, get his ass royally kicked yes. in this, this book. Yeah. A little, little eye opening, little eye opening for, uh, um, his age, his age. Yeah. So Batman, uh, he goes to fight the leader of the mutants and he takes very his, early on, very, very early, early on. on. Yeah. Very yeah. Early on. And he takes his big old Batmobile, which is a tank, which is more akin to the Nolan's Batman. Yeah, uh, but it's Nolan's Batman on cocaine. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking huge. This is this is a. It's. A, I. It's weird. The dimensions of this thing is just like how it's the awesome. fuck it's so was this awesome. thing the Batmobile? Because this is supposed to be the Batmobile that uh, Dick Grayson actually named the Batmobile, like or something to that. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, it's beefed up. It's on steroids. Uh, it's got uh, machine guns that have rubber bullets in it. Yep. Um, and it can take uh, hits from grenades, rocket launchers, everything, gunfire, everything, whole, whatever you got to throw at it. Yeah, it can take um, hits. From. It can take it. And once it gets out, uh, the leader of the mutants challenges Bruce Wayne to one-on-one combats and the leader is quite a bit younger 
uh, quite in better physical shape than Bruce Wayne is. And has crazy teeth. And has crazy filed down teeth, and yeah. he's actually got claws. Yeah. Um, and he rips Batman to shreds. Absolutely fucks um, him up, yeah. He's only saved by uh, Carrie... God, what's her name? Oh, my God. Carrie Can't... Kelly. Carrie Kelly, there we go. Um, who then... That should have uh, been one of my questions. It should have been. It should have been. <laughs> Carrie Kelly, Kelly saves Batman, uh, is able to distract the mutant leader for enough time to get Bruce Wayne back in the tank and headed back to the the, the Batcave. Yes. Um, yeah. I'll have to have more hallucinations. He, yeah. He <laughs> definitely, during the time of this, is uh, thinking heavily about Dick Grayson and how he's going at it alone. And uh, he realizes that he he needed backup and he doesn't have it. And luckily, when he sees Robin Carey come in, he kind of it seems like to he, me he's kind of going through a delusional state where at he that thinks moment. it's Dick. He thinks came. it's Dick yeah. who came to save him, and uh, he keeps calling her Robin and her Dick and stuff like that. And uh, Eventually comes to and realizes that no, this isn't Dick Grayson. This is this some girl, person, yeah, a new person, and without question, just like brings her into the fold. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just like got to the point where he's just like, I, I'm not going through this. Like, <laughs> old man, let her yeah, find yeah, yeah. the bat cave on her own. Like she's coming in Come right now. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and. Uh, Alfred's not too hip on this. Uh, no, he's not. Which is understandable. And they do, uh, Frank Miller does a good job of showcasing. It's a very brief panel. Um, God damn it. This should have been one of my questions. I can't believe I'm doing it here. Um, uh, you, can, you can. It's not too late because I don't think I know what you're talking about. So. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, save um, it. Save I'm going to save it. I'm going to save you it. You needed a I'm third question. I'm going to so. save it. Um, so. There you go. <laughs> I'm writing right, it, write down, it down right now. Even if you read that note, you won't even understand. <laughs> I just hope to God by the time we get to the quiz, that you I understand. understand my note. Um, anyways, uh, so she comes in and she's brought to the fold. Um, we're once again given a, a little uh, hint at why Alfred's not okay with this. Um, and we have a great line from Batman um, where... He says, of course, I remember Jason. I'll never forget, give Jason. Um, he he basically, oh, I'm just going to read it. Yeah. Why, I have the book in front of me. Why not right use the book? So Alfred's questioning Bruce's uh, thing, and he says, uh, have you forgotten what happened to Jason? And Bruce Wayne says, I will never forget Jason. He was a good soldier. He honored me. But the war goes on. And that's just a great, uh, gives us a great sense of where Batman is in this point. Um, He's been reinvigorated. He's been rebaptized as the Batman. And he understands that his mission was never over. Like, he took that break. And, yeah, things calmed down in Gotham. But it was just like that calm before the storm um, where things could get really bad. For sure. And he understands that this... His city that he loves, uh, that he's a part of, is at its breaking point. And, you know, in the time of 
war, you have to do things that you you would not willingly do typically. Right, right. Um, and that's bringing people into the battlefield that are vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and I, well, I don't think that's a great thing. It's in general, a reality. It's it's a reality. Yeah. Um, and I think that's good. Yeah. Um, so once she comes in, she basically from this point forward, um, is she doesn't really have a whole lot of moments of action. Um, other than putting dynamite in, yeah, <laughs> in card people's pockets. Yeah. And... Um. Well, she does that before. Yeah, she, I know. I know. She but, a Batman, but still, yeah, uh, becomes Batman's sidekick. Um, I love she, that though. Like in that panel, when she's like, "Time to go fight some crime," and then like and she goes immediately, the street goes. hustler, which I took a little bit of. Like I was like, "Well, I get he's not like the most like the the street hustler is probably not like the most like classy of folk or anything sure. like that." But but the people that are playing the game are ignorant to think that they could win. Yeah. So it's more on them yeah. than it is on him. On him. It's yeah. it's a two it's a two way street there. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's like they're it's not like a bunch of money. Like if it was a hacker that was trying to like swindle old lady, con grifter and shit like that, then it'd be like fuck for, that guy. Yeah, for sure. But fuck that guy. This guy's just like doing a side street hustle. Yeah. Like, he's just taking adva- he's just taking advantage yeah. of the situation. But at least it was stupid. only a little like M80 or not an M80 but a little firecracker yeah like, <laughs> a little M80 <laughs> a little his, M80 his ass has got a giant yeah. like his anus just got a lot bigger yeah yeah a second crack if you will second crack <laughs> uh, so anyways after this Batman uses Carrie as a infiltrator to round up the mutants gang so he could have one final um, match against the leader of the mutants and he does and after that he turns the uh, the followers of the mutants into his own crusade. Yeah, and that's where we end in this book. Yep. So, uh, and 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 it, it's a good it like the action toward the end is great. Yep. Um, the fight in the mud is awesome. Yep. I really like that bit there. And all all in all, like for a very exposition heavy uh a book, it was still very yeah. fun and, and entertaining. In this book, more than the first one, the first one is give us a reintroduction. It's a setup of the world. So yeah. we understand the world that we live in. This book, uh the second book is definitely still set up, but it's set up for the story arcs that we're going to see sure. over the next two books. Yeah. Um so we see a couple of future stories that are going to present itself. One, we see that the Joker is definitely going to return. We did see a little hint of him in, in the first one, the but first we book. But this saw one him. is the doctors are thinking like, "Well, we failed with Harvey, although we th- we think we we had him." Yeah, there was just some things, we and like he's it. actually they brought him back into the psychiatric ward, and he shows to be doing a little bit better, and they think they can nail it with the Joker. Um, so they're talking about bringing the Joker out and doing kind of a, a test, bringing him out in front of the media and seeing how that works yeah. out. Um, so we don't know how that's going to work out. That's going to be in the third book. Um, the other storyline that we start to see a piece of is um, one of two other ones that I'll talk about. One is the storyline that's going to be involving Superman, yeah. um, who... Uh, very briefly. Very briefly. I'm pretty sure it's Reagan that he's talking yeah. to. Um, is talking about, hey, might want to go check out your buddy, see what's going on there. 
And then the other storyline, which we did talk about a little bit, is the uh, recruitment of Carrie Kelly as the new Robin. Um, so we're going to see her more utilized in the next couple episodes. Yeah. episodes, A couple of books. Book, book episodes. Book episodes. Um, and all this stuff is going to lead up to the climax that ultimately happens in the final book, um, which I got to say is still one of my favorite comic book endings um, in comic books um is how they ended up how did they ended up this series so yeah 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 uh so here's a couple things that um i'm sure that you struggled with um one of the things that made that the mutants leadership so terrible is the fact that they were able to get themselves uh or get their hands on military grade weaponry um and that's like the bazookas hand grenades crazy amounts of bullets and stuff like that um and the way they they got it that was through a person that was basically selling them weapons somebody in the military was selling them weapons um and there was a panel in there which bruce wayne went to go investigate at the army and he's holding a soldier what we believe is a soldier that's got a gun and is draped in a flag do you do you do you know the frame that I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know the frame and I Do you understand what up. was happening there? No. So Cuz that came out of fucking nowhere. It does it did come out of nowhere and it took me a while when I was sitting there and this is what I believe. Um there was a broadcast from the media that was saying a military person, I can't remember his name, um had committed suicide. Um, and his family was saying that, uh, he was dealing with depression for months now and stuff like that. I got a feeling that Bruce Wayne found him just after he committed suicide or when he was confronted by the Batman, he committed suicide. Sure. Because okay. he realized. Cause he, he knew was, that. Yeah. He was doing something very, very wrong. Uh-huh. And he knew that so, he had fucked up. And, yeah. Yeah. So okay. that's how I read that. I think there's a good possibility that I'm very wrong. But there's a possible. That's how I read this situation. Yeah. So, so hopefully that kind of clears that up. I could, for yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I can so. see that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. Any any cool things that you read that you want to talk about? Um. I really liked the art style. Again, I think yeah. it's a really cool, gritty. The art, art style. style is like it's unprecedented. One of the things that I love about comic book artists is that they're willing. Some of them willing to step out of line and do something different that you haven't really seen before in comic yeah. books. Now, if you were to put Frank Miller's comic books side by side with a mainstream, even though this is DC is mainstream yeah, yeah, yeah. by this time, but if you were to put it side by side with another book that came out about that time, the artwork between this one would feel very independent yeah. over other DC books and sure. stuff that were coming out of the, at the time. So that's really cool, and I like it when they step out and do it. One of my favorite, absolute favorite, favorite, I'm actually going to look this up because I don't want to sound like an idiot when talking about one of my th- favorite one books. One of your favorite ones. <laughs> the first uh, 30 Days of Night was written by Steve Niles, and art was by Ben Templesmith. The artwork in those books is so freaking weird um it's definitely it's a very dark book which kind of fits in and yeah. stuff like that 
um, and very limited in the colors that they use. It's got kind of a, a blue scale um, tint to it. And the only color that pops in the book is the red. And sure. it, the book is dealing with, uh, in this area called Barrow, Alaska, they have 30 days of night. And the vampires find out about this place, and it's a and they free there, for all yeah. um, for 30 days. So it's it's very gory, very bloody, and stuff like that. And the way that they do the characters in there is very off kilter. I would akin it closer to um, some of the artwork that is in the Dark Knight series, especially the blob figures uh, yeah. and stuff like that. Is how kind of I would that, explain yeah. it. Um, so I love the fact that they step out and do different types of art. What um, I like, uh, uh, probably my favorite panel um, is the one where they actually do cut to Superman and you yeah. see the American yes. flag yep. like turn into the, that's, yep. that's really cool. I like that a it lot. It shows that it shows that the government feels the way that I would describe that panel. And it's, it's where I believe Reagan president is talking to Superman and it's the way that they talk in there and the way that they do the imagery is as if, Reagan is using him as a military weapon. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. And uh I love that imagery for it going cuz we don't see the figures at all no. in those panels. Yeah. It's just the word bubbles and then the pictures are the imagery of the American flag that slowly keeps going and then it reveals that Superman's yeah. chest. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was beautiful. It's one of my favorite panels. It's a great, for sure. yeah, yeah, super good panel. Yep. Um, that's probably the one that stands out to me the most. And then like the, right before they fight uh, and they're both just like covered in mud. And <laughs> yeah. That, that yeah. That's cool too. A little yeah. mud wrestling little going mud, on. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of um, gave me a little half chub, but yeah, it, it was so funny how, uh, Batman <laughs> was leading the leader of the mutants out into, out of the prison and like breaking him out. And the mutant leader was just like seemed oblivious yeah. to it. So like what's going on? What's going on <laughs> yeah. here? But he just kind of totally went for it. And uh, it, the tables were turned on that side of things. And Batman was able to overcome because Batman, uh, and I don't know how much you know about Batman, but aside from being a playboy billionaire, that can literally pay for whatever he needs yeah. to be made. He has, a very tactical mind. Yeah. Bruce Wayne is just brilliant on yeah. his own. Um, and he's able to see what he needs to do to win a battle. Um, there's a lot very of debate, analytic, very analytical. There's a lot of people that say like, well, what would he be able to do if he wasn't able to plan? Cause a lot of things that you see when Batman wins a match is he usually loses early on. And that's the moment when he kind of, Sits back, reassesses. sits back, and reassesses. That's how he gains or gauges the weakness, right, of the foe that he is up against. And then after all that is said and done, he goes back and he creates a new plan. Um, and that plan is what he puts in a place to beat his enemy. And he uses. We see that in clearly in this yeah. book as well. And, and you see it happen in the Dark Knight movies as well. Yes, where it's like he kind of just goes in blind on the first fight, gets his ass kicked, yep. and then learns from that because like he has to learn their fighting style and then how to how to how to how to uh, 
how to beat it. Yeah, honestly. So. The one thing that we don't notice, and um, they do a little bit in the books here and stuff like that. The other thing that is Batman is known for, at least in the originals, is like DC stood for Detective Comics. So when Batman was introduced, he was supposed to be a detective, essentially. No kidding. And he's known for, like, that's how he's able to find out all this information. Like, we don't see that him detecting so much in these books. And obviously in all the movies, yeah. like, there's very limited detecting that he does. Um, that's one of the things that I'm interested about the Matt Reeves Batman that's going to be coming out is that there's he's talked that he's trying to hone in on the detective side of Batman, which will be interesting to see because yeah. we haven't seen that before right. in any of the films. Right. So I'm, I definitely have high hopes for it. I I'm, I'm on board for Robert Pattinson. Um, I think he's a phenomenal actor. I think he just got in a shit situation yeah. with the twilight movies. Um, Easy money. That's all I'm gonna say. Easy money, uh, Easy but also money. like he 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 killed it in the lighthouse. So yeah, yeah, he's got chops. Yeah, uh, for sure. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, any other last notes before That's all I got? I think so, I'm ready. Uh, what would you rate it? The book. Ooh, out of what? Out of how many bats? Out of how many? Uh, ten bats. We'll how say many, ten. How bats. many corona infested bats <laughs> do I need to eat? <laughs> Out of ten, this book, um, and judge it off your experience. Yeah, I'd give it a seven. A seven. Yeah, this would probably be uh, if I'm going if I'm putting it against the other books in the series, I'm gonna probably give this one. I'd give it a seven, a healthy seven. Yeah, it's it's the um, weakest of the four for yeah. sure, but that doesn't make it bad. No. Um, so yeah, and yeah. and judging it strictly just from like my experience with it, which is how I judge most of these things that mm. we do, uh, is is that it was entertaining. It just yeah. it just wasn't necessarily my up to my speed. Is it my? F- I have, as far as execution execution, I, I will say this: it's not my favorite comic book series. Sure, um, but is definitely up there in comic book series uh, that I've read. Um, I would probably overall put this as far as enjoyment and stuff. Like I I'll, I'll say that uh, I'm going to wait to give that. Wait. Yeah. That yeah. A, once we do, we'll do the whole, we'll do, we'll do a reading rate we'll do, rating yeah. series as a whole. Um, but yeah, it's this, this book stacks up. It's just not, uh, it's not my favorite. In fact, once I do my reread of the third book, this one might be my least favorite um, because it's so convoluted. There's sure. so many subplots and it's, it's good for a series. If you're yeah. doing a comic book series, you want to have enough stories yeah, to, you need to fill set up and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but right now this might be my least favorite. Um, I'm de- I definitely know that book one is a solid, I would say that's a solid nine for me. Book one is, I'd say book one was a seven or an eight for me yeah. too. Like super good, better yeah. than this for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, moving on to the know something quiz. Cue the music. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Na, 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 na. 
It's time to test our knowledge of Batman in the comics. No, 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 no. I feel ridiculous singing in the song. Yes, I do. Let's get back to the show. No, 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 the Batman show. I'm like red in the face alone in my basement singing Batman. All right. You go first. Ooh, okay. I'm leading off. Let me get my... I'm not going to start with that one. I'm going to hopefully throw you for a loop on on, on one of them. Uh, what gets the older woman on the train killed? Uh, well, I know how she dies, but if you're going for specifics, um, it's because she has to get back the art kit that she bought for her kid. If she would have just let them take the purse... She would have been fine. Yeah, nice. Very nice. All right, three points. Three points to you, sir. Bing! Thanks for making the sound for me. Well, you could still make it. I was just like, yes! I'll, d- I'll double it up. Uh, what was the what was the subtext of President Reagan's horse rant to Superman? What do you mean? Like the what sl- did what did what was the symbolism between Batman and the horses in Oh good lord. Good question. Um Do you want me to kind of give you can give, you I'll I'll do this so the that the audience understands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Reagan is talking to Superman and he's talking to Batman and or sorry, he's talking to Superman, talking to Superman about, about horses. Yeah. About horses and how um if you leave a Bronco unchecked it will it'll kick the fence. It'll or kick whatever. the fence. Yeah. So what was what's the so 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 what's the correlation between the two? It, there's he's saying like if if we don't do any if we don't put any fences or if we don't like hold back Batman every once in a while, he's gonna just like go crazy. Uh. Yes. I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you two points. Two points for that. Two points for that. Um He's Cuz doesn't he say like if things get out of hand I, I he, he Reagan was like I just hate to have things get out of hand, don't you understand? Yes. So I think that this one's a tough one. Um this one's like you got to really read between the lines on this one. Um, essentially, what he's telling Superman that he needs to do is he needs to break Batman. He needs to show that Superman is the, the end of the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that the government's the one in power. Sure. Okay. So that's that's, that's kind of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the subtext that he's trying to get across to Superman at that time. Uh, but Superman knows Batman. Yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. well and he knows that like uh your idea may not be working out for right. very well i'll see what right. we can do <laughs> we'll see we'll see what we can do <laughs> this this one's tough I, this one's how do the mutants mock the batmobile before batman starts blowing shit up 
Fuck. They're standing right in front of it. I know the panel, too. Ah, don't got it. Uh, just give it to me. It looks like... It, it, why would they name it the Batmobile? That's something a kid would name it. Or Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, Dick also, Grayson did name it, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, this panel right here is so funny. Oh, yeah, 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 It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. the Batmobile's like crunched down looking down, down at him. The, there's like, and he's still challenging Batman. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, with the flick of my finger, I could blow yeah. you off this planet right now, fucker. So classic. It's yeah, so It's a good. great, great yeah. page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great page. Um, all right, so, yeah. Still three to two on this week. Three to two. Where was it? Um, what was Batman's plan with the leader of the mutants? Oh God! What was his ultimate plan with the showdown? I don't remember. You don't remember? No. The ultimate plan for the showdown was to showcase that these people were only following the mutant leader because he was "quote unquote" unbeatable. That's right. He was trying That's right. to Colorado esque. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! I thought you were gonna get that one Ooh. so easy. Yeah. That's a bummer. <laughs> when Batman kidnaps the thug, what is it he's getting caught up on when he's interrogating him? What is he getting caught up on? There's something that that he's a little confused about. The thug or Batman? The thug. No, Batman is confused about something that, that, that the thug or the, the mutant... I know he's trying to get information of where they're getting the military weapons. Yeah, from. that's that's. Oh, that's, that's what, what it was. I was kind of hoping to stump you on that gotcha. one. Gotcha. Because when you mentioned it, so I was going to choose my <laughs> other question. I literally was because you would mention the military weapons, and it was funny because you're like, I'm not sure if you caught that. I was like, Oh, I caught. Oh, okay. The, oh, I caught the military thing. I was <laughs> I was trying to play dumb in the hopes that you'd just kind of space that. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, that's that's what I was looking for. So I'll give that to you, sir. <laughs> Um, okay, so this one I'm not excited for. This one, this one is mine. Um, <laughs> let me let, let me read you the note that I quickly wrote down to remind myself. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, why carry? Okay. <laughs> um, good okay. note, Twitch. Good note. Uh, so this is this is the question, and I'm coming up with it more on the fly than anything yeah, else. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, I, I will give some leeway if need be. Um, so how does Frank Miller make us as audience okay with the fact of Carrie becoming Robin? And it's early on. In fact, my book is opened up right now to the exact page. This is going to be tough for me to answer, though, because I don't have a lot of context with this. Like, I didn't need to be made okay with... Carrie Kelly being Robin. Correct. But there's certain thing that storytellers will do to make us okay with things that are a little bit extreme. So for example, um, when, uh, some, uh, and, uh, when our protagonist in a story does a terrible thing to another human being, yeah. they usually will, do something early on in the film to give us context of why that protagonist or whoever is doing a terrible thing because of a past traumatic experience 
Oh, is it when he asks about the Girl Scouts? No. No. Then I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I'd get that. All right. I I might I'll give this to you. I'll 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 say that this may be an unfair question. Okay. Okay. So um the answer is because Carrie comes from terrible parents. Oh, so there's a soft spot. There's a soft yeah, spot, yeah, yeah. and that's why we're okay with her joining up with Batman because she's been dealt a shitty hand sure. in her life. So in fact, in fact, I'll just go through. I'll, I'll go through. Yeah, yeah. Go through. The, I'll let the audience judge it too. Whether I was being a little too tricky dicky with my question there. Tricky dicky. Um, when Carrie's getting ready in her new Robin outfit and she's sneaking out. Um, we hear her parents talking about stuff that's going on in the news. Um, so, and what a, what, what a bring down 17 years old talking about Gordon shooting a mutant yeah, yeah, member yeah. in self-defense. Yeah. In the first comic machismo with a badge, just like Chicago. Remember Chicago, hon? Not real. Well, I was tripping the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and well, it's like, well, yeah, they're nothing. And like, then later on they say like, don't we have a kid? Oh, like, damn. <laughs> yeah, direct yeah. reference to Carrie. So, um, the fact that they're not even paying attention to their own kids. So that, that gives us a gotcha. little bit more. Okay, okay. Of why we're okay with Carrie going out and doing what she's doing. Sure. Same thing with like, if you look at it with, uh, the other Robins, um, Dick Grayson, his family was murdered. So we, we automatically were like, we want to see that kid get revenge. Sure. And he's adopted by Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is going to be able to give him the means to have that happen. Right. So right. we're okay with him joining or joining up. Uh, Jason Todd, he was a character that was on his way to be a criminal if he continued on. So Bruce Wayne at least is like, even though he's doing like offshoot criminal activities, yeah. being a vigilante, at least it's like for the it's good. A, of it's people. at least for so, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's it uh, for the quiz. Did you? You got the. You I only you got gave one, you two. You got two points. Yeah. I'm gonna give you three because that last question was a fucker. Okay. Ball. I'll take it from I'll, you. I'll give you three. Um. So currently, I believe the standings are. You just got six points. So um, I don't know necessarily what that means for the standings. Uh, I I did write it down. I think that we kind of have to redo some some of the stuff, but uh, the standing was Luke at 26 and I was at 27. So that brings Luke to 28, and that brings me to 33. Very good. So that's the standings of the quiz, Uh, and that's it for this episode on Batman The Dark Knight Returns. Um, Second book, we'll be back at a later time with the third book. We don't know when we're going to record it. This is just kind of like I thought we'd have... We could just do it um, and have it out there. Um, so that will come down the future. Um, but if you want to interact with us, you can interact with us in a couple ways. You can go to facebook.com forward slash know nothing nerds or just search us up. Um, you can go to our Twitter at can nerds and tweet at us some funny facts. Carson, go and do <laughs> some Something that is going to prove that we're a bunch of fucking morons in this episode. (laughs) Uh, Then the other thing is uh, you could always email us. uh, Give us a bat signal at at knownothingnerds at gmail.com. And uh, we will respond to you if you guys want us to dive into a subject or if you want to 
give us a fact of something that we didn't get during this episode that you want to bring out, go ahead and hit us up. Or if you just want to make fun of us, we're totally also fine. That. Yeah. Um, don't forget to subscribe and comments on our episodes. Um, give us a review on wherever you can find our episodes and uh, we're everywhere where podcasts can be. Um, and that includes Spotify. So go check us out. Are we on Spotify now? Yes, we are. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. Hang yep. on. I'm going to go there and, oh, and I, you lie? <laughs> Why? I was going to go subscribe. Because this episode is going to be up before we're, by the time we're officially on. That's what I'm well, okay, saying. Okay, so then let me act it out. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go. Subs- wow, look at us. We're right there on Spotify. <laughs> I hit subscribe and I commented. Dang. I love Spotify podcasts. Luke just fucked up our whole ending. <laughs> Partially on me for trying to pull a fast one and I didn't think you would actually go try and look it for us. No. By the time this is out, <laughs> we will be on Spotify. Even though currently it has currently not been not. made official, but by the time this releases, yes. we will be on Spotify. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, Hi. I was fucking right. That's right, you were. <laughs> and and if you're not, then yikes. Yikes. Uh, but that's it for us this week. Uh, we will be back next week with something. Um this might be an episode that we could just kind of put in the vault yeah. and just kind of release whenever. But whatever that subject is, it's going to we'll, be great. We'll, we'll we'll dive into it and we'll sound like idiots when we're talking about yes, it. Yes, we will. Because we are the Know Nothing Nerds. Bye. Nice exit. Bye-bye.